Thanks for joining us today on 15 Minutes to Impact, the podcast that gets right to the point on association marketing. I'm MGI Senior Relationship Director, John Sample. Our podcast today is part of a series focusing on the findings of Marketing General's newly released Membership Marketing Benchmarking Report. Today, we're focused on new member recruitment. My guest today is MGI Senior Account Director, Alyssa Joseph Anders. Alyssa has more than 30 years of marketing, management, and consulting experience. Her career has spanned the for-profit and nonprofit sectors. Over the course of her career, she's focused on creating and increasing the value of member, customer, and donor bases through marketing strategy planning and implementation. In her seven years at MGI, she has worked with associations from 3,000 to over 200,000 members, both individual membership organizations and trade associations in a wide range of professions and industries. She works with her clients to recruit, engage, and retain members, and also market their conferences and professional development programs. She has helped her clients recruit more than 140,000 new members. One of her clients has grown 61% over the last six years. Welcome, Alyssa. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you. Alyssa, we talk a lot about value proposition. What's this all about, and why is it important when it comes to membership recruitment? Well, John, to be successful in membership, you need to understand and show value to your members. You need a strong membership value proposition, and you need to be able to articulate this in a compelling way. You also need to deliver it. Now, the more clear this is to your members, the more successful you'll be. Likewise, when you're recruiting new members, you need to understand what they need and show them this. When you're reaching out to prospects and inviting them to join, value proposition messaging needs to be clear, compelling, and front and center. You don't want people guessing or missing what this is. Why should they join? Tell them. So value proposition is really important, yet many associations struggle with it. So how are they doing with associations doing with their value proposition. This is the first statistic I want to share from our membership marketing benchmarking report this year. We asked associations this question, how compelling is your association's value proposition to members? The answer shows that there is work to be done here. Just under half of associations consider their value proposition to be very compelling or compelling, 48%. That statistic was 49% in 2019, so down a little bit. Trade associations are doing a little better here, 55%. The individual membership associations, 45%. The associations who consider their value proposition to be very compelling or compelling do better on a variety of key membership success metrics. These associations, again, those who say their value proposition is compelling or very compelling, report gains in their membership numbers and improvements in new members and overall member renewals over the past year. So what about the rest of the respondents? Where do they fall? Well, 42% of our benchmarking survey respondents consider their organization's value proposition to be only somewhat compelling. And the remaining 10% consider them the value proposition to be not very compelling or not at all compelling. So this points to a big opportunity for a lot of associations. Bringing this back to membership recruitment, you need a strong value proposition. You need to be able to articulate it in a compelling way to prospective members to convince them to join. We need to put ourselves in the prospect's shoes. Why should they join? What value can they get out of, a, of being a member? We like our, to ask ourselves this question. What's in it for me? 
how will joining help me or my organization? What will I get in exchange for forking over my dues? What kind of value will I get back? So make your messaging benefits-oriented, solutions-oriented. Tell prospects not what they will receive, but how they'll gain by what they receive. You know, John, this reminds me of, of a story I'd like to share. I was speaking at a membership summit last year, and I, I was talking with a CEO during a break why somebody should join her association. And this is her answer. Well, you get our award-winning journal four times a year. We offer workshops and seminars on 25 topics, and there's our annual conference. And she was certainly very enthusiastic about this. It was very exciting to her. But, you know, talking about the value of joining this way doesn't work well. We don't want to talk about membership benefits and their features. We want to talk about how membership can help them. So, so this, could, this would be something better, for instance. <clears throat> Excuse me. You get exclusive access to trusted information about industry trends, networking opportunities with leaders and peers in your field who face the same challenges you do every day. You can share best practices with them. When you join, you get access to tools and information that can help you do a better job and improve your company's bottom line. See the difference? I do. That makes a lot of sense. So elaborate on that. Why do members join? Well, that brings us to the next question in our membership marketing benchmarking survey. Question was this. What do you believe are the three top reasons members join your organization? So the data shows once again, as in prior years, that members join for networking with others in the field, continuing education, accessing specialized information, and learning best practices in their profession. For trade associations, advocacy is an additional reason to join. Now, of those reasons I just rattled off, the top one is networking. Overall, 61 of our survey respondents said that this was one of the top reasons, and that's up from 57% in 2019. You know, there's something to keep in mind here, too. When, for this year's survey, we collected the data at the very beginning of the year, right before the COVID-19 pandemic started. It will be interesting to see how this changes in our next benchmarking survey, which will capture COVID times. We see how important advocacy is now. Many associations have really amped up their advocacy work during the pandemic. I'm anticipating that the percentage of members joining to support advocacy and joining to support the mission of the association will increase in next year's survey. Another thing we're seeing now, many associations that are seeing success with their membership recruitment now and, and doing a good job at membership retention have made themselves the go-to resource. They're offering trusted information to members and others in the profession or industry. They're also increasing their virtual offerings so that Members can network, share best practices, learn and develop professionally online. And others are helping members who are out of work, offering virtual retraining programs, career centers, job banks, and so on. So I think we'll see some interesting differences in the benchmarking survey findings next year. Tying that back to that value proposition finding from our survey this year, that 52% of responding associations consider their value proposition only somewhat compelling and another 10% not very compelling or not at all compelling. That's over half the participants. There's just no room for somewhat compelling or not compelling in our current environment. Associations must understand their prospects and members' needs and find ways to meet those needs so they're successful during the pandemic. This might mean finding new and creative ways to deliver value to acquire and retain members. You know, when we look at some of the benchmarking survey statistics, this is good guidance for you, but you do need to figure out the situation with your members, your prospects, your market. And this is a good time to do some research so that you can understand your prospects' current challenges and how you could meet them. You can use your learning from the research 
to position membership in your association as a way to meet these needs. And, and remember this, people are looking for solutions now. You want to show them that joining will help them. You can deliver solutions, help them deliver solutions. So be sure to convey this in your value proposition messaging when you invite them to join. So I've heard you speak at conferences and workshops about membership recruitment. You talk about the importance of getting the who and the why right, identifying your target audiences and why they should join. And you also talk about how. I know a lot of people wonder about which channels they should use. What channels are associations using to recruit new members? What's working for them now? Associations are using a lot of different channels to add new members, John. Many use a mix of channels. And to name some of the common ones, email, word of mouth recommendations, digital advertising, direct mail. So what do associations tell us works best for them? In this year's benchmarking survey, when we asked them to choose up to five channels in their answer, specifically the question was this, which recruitment marketing channels get your organization the most new members? Here's what, what they told us. Continuing the trend from previous years, Word of mouth recommendations and email remain the top two best channels for acquiring new members. That's 67% and 57% respectively. Right behind this, association-sponsored events and meetings, 46%. Now, there are some interesting segment differences. Trade associations compared to individual membership associations and combination associations, which offer both individual and uh, organizational membership. Again, trade associations tell us that uh, they consider word of mouth marketing association-sponsored events, meetings and meetings, personal sales calls, and promotion and exhibiting at conferences and trade shows to be more effective channels for recruiting new members, and email a less effective channels. For the individual membership associations and combination associations, they tell us that direct mail and association social media are among the most effective channels. Um, so speaking of channels, I think there's some interesting findings related to channel and channels in this year's report. I want to talk about a couple of them, email, mail, and digital. So first, email. While it's still in the top two channels for acquiring new members, 52% overall, the percent of, uh, percent of associations that say email's the top channel for recruiting new members had declined from uh, 62% in 2019 to 52% at the beginning of this year. Now, this will be an interesting trend to watch as email use has, has increased in some sectors during the pandemic and in some cases have higher open and click-through rates. Uh, just like to share a couple statistics from world data. Uh, they send over 100 million emails. They sent over 100 million emails in the U.S. from wow. mid-March through early August they reported that inbox activity was up 22% since January and B2B open rates up 16% since January and B2C open rates up 25%. So what about the other channels besides email? Some of the other top performing channels, especially trade associations, aren't so available. Remember that trade associations report their in-person channels were very effective. With the change in these channels due to the pandemic, with association-sponsored meetings, events, and other in-person events canceled or made virtual, it could have a strong impact on the channel mix that will work well for an association this year during COVID. And, and also regarding email, how much associations are relying on using on and seeing success from email. So some interesting differences. Yeah, and I think I, I heard you say something about direct mail. Haven't we gotten away from direct mail? And Does it still work? Yeah, good question. While the use of direct mail has declined significantly over the years, according to our survey this year, 
direct mail has continued to perform well, particularly for large associations, those with over 20,000 members. They were, in our survey this year, significantly more likely to report direct mail is very effective for recruiting new members. So why does direct mail still work for associations? Well, for one thing, it has a longer shelf life. People hold on to it longer, and they could look at it much longer than, say, an email, which, of course, disappears off the bottom of your screen quickly as those new emails come in. But, but mail has a longer response tail. It can work well for more involved purchase decisions, such as membership, where people need to think about joining. Maybe they need to get approval from their manager or put the invoice through accounting. Direct mail can produce customers with higher lifetime value, too. And when it's used as part of an integrated channel marketing uh, campaign, it can increase website visitors and increase ROI of direct mail and digital campaigns. So what's going on with direct mail now during the pandemic? In some cases, associations have cut back on this. This could be partly due to membership uh, marketing budget cutbacks. Direct mail is one of the higher cost channels. In other cases, some associations have prospects' work addresses on file, so they aren't mailing since many of their prospects are working at home. Some of these associations are doing home address appends to their prospect and member records so they can continue to mail. A few things to keep in mind when you're considering whether to use direct mail now if you have room in your budget and do have prospects in your database with home addresses, it's worth a test. It might work well for you now. A small test might make sense in particular to your lapsed members in your database. These are your most likely to join prospects and mailings to these prospects generally see the highest response and the highest ROI within a direct mail membership recruitment campaign. You might see good response. It might be more valuable to your lapsed members to be members now during COVID and the coming Uh, upcoming recovery. Interesting. What about digital advertising? Does that work well with recruiting new members? Yes, it does. Digital advertising works well for for membership recruitment. You can find a lot of different types of professionals online now. A lot of people are spending more time online. Digital advertising lets you target your audiences specifically. It also improves your reach and it can help you improve the effectiveness of your marketing campaign. So digital advertising works well for recruiting new members, especially for individual membership associations. While not in the top four channels getting the most members, according to our recent benchmarking report, associations are increasingly finding success in their association social media campaigns and in their paid digital advertising campaigns. So let's take um, social media programs first. A lot of associations have an active social media program. They're doing organic posts on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and more. This can be effective for engagement. And some associations also report this is an effective way to recruit new members. But the marketing channel that's getting a more significant focus now for associations is paid digital advertising. Mm-hmm. When you do paid digital advertising, you're paying for running the ads. You're, you're not just doing organic posts on, on your organization's social media page. You're showing the ads to your target audiences beyond those who you're engaging with in your social media program. For membership recruitment in particular, it's working really well for many associations who are seeing strong results. Lots of members are joining and it attract an attractive CPA or cost per acquisition. Through our benchmarking survey this year, we learned that associations with operating budgets over a million dollars are now significantly more likely to use online digital advertising for membership acquisition and also retention and reinstatement. And we think this is shifting during the uh, the pandemic to associations as well with, uh, with, with smaller budgets. But here's one more statistic that got my attention, John. Almost three in 10 associations said they weren't doing any, any digital marketing. And 38% of trade associations 
don't use any digital marketing. So that's 37%. So paid digital advertising is an opportunity for many associations now. Huh. So we've talked about a couple of different tactics. What about channel mix? Well, John, I know you hear me say a lot that <laughs> multi, yeah, definitely multi-channel, multi-touch works best. People are really busy. The radar screens are super cluttered. To break through the clutter, you have to reach out to them repeatedly through different channels. You want to use a mix of channels so you have a better chance of reaching them and they're noticing you. You need to figure out where your prospects are, test to figure out what works best, and you use a mix of channels that makes most sense for your, your market and your association. And remember, when you're reaching out to them via multiple channels, remember got to use that relevant messaging, that strong value proposition messaging that tells your prospects why they should join. You know, a lot of people are wondering about how COVID-19 affected membership recruitment. We've talked about that some already. Any other thoughts about that? Sure. So so many associations have, have taken a hit to membership in this time right. frame, but that some associations are growing. Now, why is that? Well, their markets need them. Their value proposition is, is strong. It's a strong fit between their market's needs and what they offer now. And they're continuing to market. Importantly, they're continuing to recruit new members. This is not the time to cut back on membership recruitment. If you can reposition yourself to meet your prospects and members' needs, revise your value proposition, proposition messaging as needed, showing that you can meet your target audience's needs, that you can help them then run those ongoing multi-channel, multi-touch membership recruitment campaigns and be sure to do a lot of testing. That way you can find things that work well in the current climate and over time find things that work better than whatever you're doing now. Well, that's right. It's definitely not time to cut back on membership recruitment, but many associations are cutting back on their budgets, including their membership budgets. Yeah, that's an unfortunate reality. It, absolutely. Oh, this is a topic for another podcast. And actually, <laughs> we'll hit this on another uh, Indeed. In a webinar coming up, convincing your management that membership recruitment should be a top strategic priority now. And we'll share tools that you can use to help them show the importance of and the impact of investing in membership recruitment. That's going to be a great webinar. What else should I know about membership recruitment that could help my association recruit more members? Well, the things I've said about how to approach membership recruitment during COVID, these are things you should be doing all the time in all kinds of markets. We, we all need to be flexible to pivot as market conditions change. The guidance coming out of the membership marketing benchmarking report this year, despite that we finished the survey right before the COVID pandemic broke, this is time-tested. You need a strong value proposition. You need to understand why members join. The report gives you good guidance, but you do need to figure it out for your association and your market. Do some research if you haven't done it yet, or if you haven't done it recently, do it. You should do it periodically, given that this, everything's evolving now. So channel mix is important. With guidance from what's working for other associations, you can test your way into a good channel mix for your association. So, so those are some of the things coming out of the survey. Other tips that I've shared that should help you with your membership recruitment. If you want to talk about any of this, we'd, we'd love to talk. Absolutely. So just let us know. Alyssa, thank you so much for your insights. As mentioned earlier, this podcast is part of a series on our newly released Membership Marketing Benchmarking Report. You can download a free copy from our website, marketinggeneral.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the rest of our series and all of our recent podcasts. If you'd like more information about Marketing General or have a suggestion for a future podcast, please reach out to me directly at jsample at marketinggeneral.com. Have a great day, Alyssa. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, and best of luck. Thank you, and thanks for joining us on 15 Minutes to Impact.